What's cracking, everybody? Happy Saturday, 6.37 a.m., 5.15.21, out here in my basement, Park Ridge, Illinois. You know, yesterday I was feeling pretty, pretty tired, pretty beat, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be soft. I'm not going to do a podcast, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to whip one out tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I got up, did my run, and I was about to hit the gym, and the gym's closed. And so I was like, you know what? Why not just do the podcast now? Uh, so that's what we're here. That's what we're here doing. I want to go over just, you know, you know, just be maybe a little uh, lighter podcast as opposed to yesterday, which you know, fifty seven minutes of me ranting about the stock market. Uh, I want to just go over some loan data, uh, credit markets, you know, yield curve, what's been going on in the foreign rate markets, uh, cryptocurrency, obviously. Talk about a little bit of the real estate bubble and uh, some lumber action because you know lumber has been going through the roof, driving housing prices higher. Mortgage, and I talked about yesterday, mortgage rates going lower. Prices going up, inflation going up, what's going on? Before we do that, I just want to talk about, uh, do my disclaimer here. So I'm a student, I love the markets, these are my views. Not financial advice, not a financial advisor, not buying or selling investments, not recommending anything. Uh, just love the markets. Um, every investment subject, potential profit, potential loss. And, uh, you know, what's the last thing here? Yeah, uh, always do your homework before you invest. If not, go to the casino, invest in Dogecoin, do whatever you want to do. But uh, then again, I just did not recommend that. So anyway, uh, let's get into the action. So I want to just, you know, recap it, uh, recap the week with how the broader indices did. So the Dow on the week was down about uh, 50 basis points, I believe. Let's see here. Yeah, down 29 basis points. S&P was uh, down... Uh, 55 basis points in the week, and the NASDAQ was down uh, 1.53%. So, you know, negative week for the broader indices, you know. But but the whole thing is, is, you know, you look at the first couple of days, you know, decent sell-off. But you look at the past two, you know, decent comeback in the markets. You know, the VIX is back under 20, hit 20, peaked out at 27 on the VIX. And uh, now I believe we are at, I mean, hold on, let me, I gotta go find this thing. Uh, the volatility index... We're 1881 down 18% today. And so we're back under 20, just like that. And so, you know, is this the, is this a bullish sign for equities? You know, are, are stocks going to, you know, just start pummeling through the roof, you know, because volatility's calmed down? Uh, I'm here. I, 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 what do I, what do I think? I truly think no. Uh, I mean, I, I think it is just calm before the storm. I mean, you get this stock selling off on this inflation fear, right? And then you get the P, uh, PPI number on Thursday. And it shows inflation, 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 and stocks rebound just dramatically. And people are just like, what? What's going on? And I, and as I noticed, you know, the Fed went in and bought more treasuries um, <laughs> on Thursday. And you would think, okay, that's more inflationary. That's bad for the dollar. But, you know, clearly the market didn't think so. Um, so I'm going to just go through the what uh, the rate market did on the week. So the U.S. 10-year was uh, up 4% on the week, up 4.87%. You go over here to uh, Germany, the German Bund at 8.56%, negative uh, 0.126, spot 126, and, uh, you know, trying to make its first, it's been climbing quite a bit, you know, over the past month up 30, uh, 13%, three months up 29%, compare that to the U.S. 10-year, where the U.S. 10-year has been taking a little bit of a break, the past month is only up 4%, sure, three months is up 41%, but the past month has taken a big break, comparing that to the Bund. Um, so the big question on the street here is, is the boon going to, uh, go back into positive territory? I mean, it's been fighting, fighting to do that. And so we'll be monitoring it, but it's interesting. And as you'll get to see here, 
you go look at the uh, Italy 10-year government bond, up 11% in the past five days, up 32% the past month. Go look over here at the gilt from uh, the UK, up 8% in the past five days. Past month, up 9.55%. They're at spot 8.62 uh, on their 10-year. You go over here to Japan. Japan's 10-year is uh, down 7 basis points, five days on the month, down 58 bips, so no movement there. What's interesting is, you know, globally around the world, it looks like that, you know, all these yields are going up. And these yields are going up makes you think, okay, people are selling selling foreign bonds. Where are they going to put that money? Well, I think they have one spot to go, and that's the U.S. And so, you know, people keep going, oh, my gosh, there's this crazy inflation. And, I mean, the CPI, if you go off the CPI, which is a BS reading <laughs> to, to start off with, um, which I probably wouldn't be going off the CF, CPI. But I mean that's what we have to do when you look at so- when you look at the inflation in relation to the stock market. I mean it was up four point two percent year over year versus an expectation of three point six. I mean enough said. Something's up, and you know you would expect yields to just be skyrocketing, and yeah, up four percent on the week. But today they came down quite a bit, quite a quite a bit uh, in percentage terms on the ten year today. I mean let's see here. We were at uh, ten down two point no on thirty year down one point seven one percent five year down two point five one percent ten year down one point nine eight percent so yields were down today and I this is attributed to the economic data which was you know we got retail sales numbers and you know you go okay well if you have crazy inflation then we're gonna see crazy crazy retail sales and I'm like yeah so you know that I I agree with that that uh, idea you know you're gonna see some you know. Good expectation. I mean, you know, higher expectations maybe from consumers. You know, if they don't have inflation expectations blocked in, well, I'm just about to tell you what's going on. So the retail sales were flat. You were expecting a gain of one percent. They were flat at zero. No gain month over month. Uh, you know, re- uh, and so when I see that, I just like, huh, huh. We had this crazy in- like increase in prices, but the retail sales like not going up. You know, retail people aren't going out and buying things. You're like, huh. That's interesting. You know, last month we were up ten percent, and so why is there this slowdown in retail sales? Is it because stimulus is going away from Biden? The, you know, the fiscal stimulus, possibly. But the government sees this and they go, "Okay, well then we'll just print more money and you know get more stimulus." You're not fixing the problem. You're just kicking the can down the road. You go look at core retail sales, which excludes automobile sales. Okay. Down 0.8%. So retail sales factors in everything. Core retail sales takes out, you know, X's auto. Down 8.8%. Forecast to be up 0.7%. Previous reading up 9%. It actually went down. Less sales month over month. So people have, and you see, you start to see labor shortage. Not, I, don't, I hate that word. No, you start to see, you know, slow down in the labor market. A million jobs expected. You get 200,000. You get a terrible retail sales number, bad manufacturing data last week. I go over here and I see industrial production numbers month over month uh, in April, up 0.7% versus supposed to be up 1%. So we're still up and, you know, we missed expectations, but that's a pretty big slowdown from last month uh, being up 2.4%. So like basically, I mean, it just to me, I'm getting more signs of economic slowdown and it's worrisome. It's very worrisome to me because what you're seeing in the CPI, and you know, I I I do think it's more of a disinflation versus a, you know crazy crazy inflation. I mean, 
I think the fact that to, to say that we haven't been living in an inflationary environment for the past, you know, 10 years, you just haven't noticed we've been in a crazy inflationary environment because, you know, housing prices have been going through the roof for like about the past five years. Uh, asset prices have been going through the roof for about the past 10 years and longer than that. Um, and, you know, if those were, you know, calculating the CPI, you factor that and you factor in education costs, you know, college tuition always going through the roof, you would maybe understand that, you know, that's why the CPI doesn't include these because if it was including those, those data points, then it would show you that inflation is crazy. I mean, the, your purchasing power of the dollar, a dollar over the past, uh, let's see, let's go five years, no, sorry, three years because I can't get freaking five-year data. You know, the dollar was at like 93 bucks, 93.64 in 2018. We're back down to 90.30. Like your purchasing power of the dollar has gone down quite a bit. You go look at since 2008, like dollar's gone up. But since like you go you go back to the beginning of like the beginning of when the Dixie was invented, you know, 122.15. You go back to like 2000. So like right when I was born, 2001, Dixie was at 117. Uh, about one hundred seventeen dollars. Now it's ninety, ninety third, ninety uh, spot three zero. It's like dollars getting weaker. Like there is inflation in the economy, <laughs> and people don't understand that. And the whole thing is, is this money printing is going to cause the debasement of the fiat currency. You know, the dollar is going to end up being worthless. And yes, this is way down the road. I truly believe because you know the closest we got to that was two thousand eight, and that it didn't it did not happen. Is the Fed came in, started printing all this money and trying to export all these dollars around the world. Uh, the problem is, is you're starting to get a lot of fiscal stimulus, like crazy, crazy, crazy amounts of fiscal stimulus. I, uh, I, I heard Gunlock talk, and I think I said the similar thing in my podcast, and he's talking about how he doesn't even, he can't count how many packages we've had because you know Biden did like a one point nine trillion dollar stimulus. I forget, I honestly can't remember how much the CARES Act uh, was in trillions of dollars. I think it was like two point three trillion. I know Trump did another stimulus plan after the CARES Act in, in the summer, and he did one in December. And then Biden does his one point nine trillion, and he wants to do another like two to three trillion dollar stimulus. And it's like two thousand eight. Obama had you know two pretty big spending packages, but he just had two, and you know they weren't continued. Well, it feels like a lot. We're going a lot towards UBI. Gundlach said the similar thing. I mean, I've been saying the same thing on my podcast, but I don't think Gundlach listens to this. Uh, so the whole thing is, is you know, things are getting a little weird here with. You're starting to see stagflation, which, and it looks like it, and it could be a transitory stagflation, but if the inflation doesn't keep up, then we're just going to go into a disinflation, deflation kind of spiral, you know what I mean? Because we're seeing a temporary, we're seeing a very big increase in prices, but you're comparing it to the base year of 2020, which the economy was shut down and no one was moving, you know, everyone was locked in their home, so there's no, like, very little economic activity, and... So make I would hope that prices would be up because, you know, if the prices are staying at that level, then, you know, we have some serious problems in the economy. If the Federal Reserve didn't step in, would we, would we be there? Probably. We'd probably be at that level in, uh, you know, having those type of, you know, no, no growth in the economy, no increase in prices. And, you know, the Feds say it's, you know, the government doesn't like that. Because, you know, that essentially is just like a big reset of all the wealth. And 
it takes wealth out of the government and, you know, it distributes it back to the people. And, you know, people hate this idea because they have this idea that, you know, the government supports the people. The people support the government. You know, if we are more productive as a society, then we will have a better government. People will have more power. Um, I don't mean to get political. I mean, I don't think that's really political. But, you know, the whole idea of government spending to prop up the economy, that's just un-American, in my, in my opinion, in my view. You know, I thought the, the market's supposed to solve it. The market is supposed to make the most efficient economy. And you can look right now with all these distortions and, you know, whether it's the bond market, the stock market, crypto markets, you know, markets aren't functioning like they normally do. It's like markets are on freaking steroids. And, hmm. I wonder what's been happening with monetary policy. You know, twenty five percent increase in M two, like over last year. I don't know how many times I've said that on the po- on the podcast, but uh, you look at that. You look at the crazy, crazy, crazy amount of stimulus that we're just giving out. Um, you know, essentially paying people not to work. Um, you know, the the and people wonder why there's labor shortages. And the whole thing is. I was talking to this business guy, this uh, guy who owned this, you know, little small construction company at the pool. I was just being a lifeguard, you know, being a little bored, chatting him up, right? And I was like, "Are you having trouble finding workers or something like that?" Because he, you know, he he literally offered me to like come work for him. And I, well, I'm like, "Sir, I'm going to Champagne in like a month." But uh, I asked me if he's having trouble with workers. I'm like, "Why are you asking me to work for you?" I'm like, "Like, I can't, I'm a beast. I know that." But uh, <laughs> like. Uh, why do you, why, like, are you having trouble finding people? He goes, yeah, we're having a lot of trouble. And the people that we find, like, we need good workers, but there's just no one who has the skills. I'm like, dude, that is so interesting. And I was like, you know, if you, if you, the, this guy's competition, you know, is the government. He's fighting for workers with the government. You know, we're giving out all these, you know, unemployment benefits and people just don't want to work. You know, we've been stuck at home for a year. So the natural thing is I'm, I'm, I like saying, well, some people are like, oh, man, I like saying, home. you're not doing anything. Getting paid, paid a, uh, you know, bunch of money from the government just not do anything. I think it's like 300 a month. Used to be a lot more. Um, just, you know, it depends obviously on the, on the type of unemployment. It, it, anyway, the whole thing is, is like, this guy's competition, you know, the late in the labor market is the government and not other businesses because other businesses are looking for the same people. And you got to wonder, you know, McDonald's, remember they started putting in all these, you know, kiosks and stuff like that. It's like, are all these restaurants going to have to start automating? You know, the world is going a lot more digital. Um, that That is a threat to workers, you know. Uh, you know, this whole, you know, deflation argument with technology that Jeff Booth likes to make. I suggest, I suggest you guys all go look at Jeff Booth, his arguments with, you know, you know, in technology is deflationary and, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's causing basically, and it, it causes more automation, less jobs, less people. And, you know, Andrew Yang says, that's why we need a UBI. Do I agree with it? No, but I mean, Andrew Yang, I don't hate Andrew Yang at all. Like I think, I think that he 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 is logical and, and, and a good man. So like no no need no need to, no need to crap on the guy. But uh, basically, it's like I I kind of agree with that too. It's like look, if I if I had my own business and I mean, what's my what's my biggest cost? You know, hiring workers. Obviously, I'm not gonna want to hire. I want to hire the best people, but I don't want to hire a bunch because you know I I gotta make money at the end of the day, right? So if I can just automate, you know, instead of having like you know if I want to do like a financial business, then why would I hire like a bunch of advisors when I could just have like robo advisors and use fintech, 
You know, I'm not going to hire as many people if I have a restaurant. Um, I wonder if my brother just Snapchat. Okay. I was wondering if he was going to tell me to shut up. But anyway, uh, I'm not that loud right now. Um, the whole thing is, is like, I'm going to hire less people. You know, if I can automate and send and, you know, shave off my labor costs, then I'm going to do that. And I think, and that's a problem that we're going to see is people are like, okay, well, we can't get workers. Well, fine. We'll automate. And, you know, this whole, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm making, you know, too big a judgment off of last week's data, but this retail sales number to me is just really, really troubling because it doesn't fit the inflation narrative. It's more of a stagflation, slow economic, contracting economic growth. But at the same time, you have this massive rise in prices. And so if this, if this, you know, slow down economic growth persists and, and it's combined with crazy, crazy fiscal policy, crazy, crazy monetary. Well, the monetary policy is not going to end. And the monetary policy is a lot less inflationary. Um, that will that will actually cause. Um, I'm, I think that will lead to this you know, disinflation kind of narrative. I mean, I do believe that when people say I, I was listening to Real Vision on my run and Ash Bennington asked Ed and he goes, do you think this is really inflation? Well, some guy asked Ash to ask this guy. Do you think it's inflation or the dollar is just losing its value? Like we're just debasing our currency. And that is brought the camp that I'm in. I think it's more of a debasement of the U.S. dollar, devaluation of the U.S. dollar and um, versus, you know, this crazy, crazy inflation because the, 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 the fact that the Federal Reserve printing like crazy to monetize U.S. debt, that is when you're getting the dollar just getting destroyed. You know, you're seeing the dollar getting just absolutely just ripped to shreds. Um, and in my opinion, when like yesterday I come out and I say this whole argument about the Fed, they went out and bought all these bonds. I see a podcast that comes out and says the Fed's doing more QE. I see another YouTube video by my boy Stephen Van Meter that says the Fed's doing more QE. If you look at their QE schedule, you know, they say they're going to do 80, 80 uh, billion in treasury purchases, but they actually upped it and are starting to do 80.5 billion. And you're like, okay, that's not a, that's not a significant number, but you're 100% right. But the whole thing is, is it's more than they did last month. So why are they doing that extra 0.5 billion? You go look at the data and you're seeing where are they going out and buying these bonds, uh, printing money to buy these bonds in the long duration bonds, you know, 30, tw- they're doing it in the 20. 10 to 20 year duration and 30 year duration. Where was the auction that was pretty bad yesterday? The Fed had to step in 30 years. Basically, you know, they're saying that no one wants to buy these because they're garbage, you know, because they know that we're just destroying our currency and we have, you know, threats of inflation. But I think it's more just this debasement of the currency. Like my dollars are going to be worthless in 30 years, you know. So the Fed's just printing money. To buy to buy those bonds to hold down those yields. People say we're not doing yield curve control. No, we we are doing yield curve control. I mean, I truly believe it. Um, and so, you go look at you get all that this that data. You hear, I have all these people on the street talking about it. And then, what do I do? Let's go to the yield curve. Let's go see what's going on in the yield curve. Like, what do you think this is going to mean? Well, obviously, it's going to send the yields lower, right? Yeah, that's what I would think. All right, great. Let's go check it out. And so today we saw the 30-year real rates go from spot 03 to negative spot 02. Drop five basis points. 
uh, 20-year, negative spot 2-6 to negative spot 3-0, down four basis points. Uh, 10-year, down from negative spot 8-5 to negative spot 8-8, down three basis points. But then you go look at the seven-year action, seven-year, down from negative 1.18 to negative one spot 2-7. Drop of nine basis points. You go look at the five-year, dropped five basis points from negative spot 181 to negative spot 186. People realizing the Fed's not tapering anytime soon. And in my opinion, that's why you saw a big rise in stock prices today. Because the Fed's got your back. The Fed's your friend. Never fight the Fed. But the whole thing is, what happened to this inflation narrative? What happened to this inflation narrative? Like on Tuesday, or I think it was Wednesday, sorry, we sold off like a crazy amount in equities. Why did that happen? And everyone goes, oh my gosh, all these crazy, 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 crazy inflation fears. Look at real rates. Real rates are saying otherwise. Let's go to the nominal curve. You know, curve right now. What are rates at right now today? Um, not adjusted for you know inflation. Five, 30 year dropped four basis points. Dropped from two spot 39 to two spot 35. 20 year dropped from two spot 28 to two spot 25. 10 year dropped from one spot 66 to one spot 63. 7 year dropped from one spot 31 to one spot 29. 5 year 0.84 to 0.82. Real rates going down lower. You know, real rates showing that the Fed is going to monetize no matter what. Uh, and we got the, I got you have to point out the one month. One month bill uh, actually went up from uh, being at zero. But I, I, what do I attribute that to? I mean, we reverse repo two hundred forty billion in treasuries. You know, up about seven billion from the day before. So the Fed is you know doing everything they can to make sure we don't go negative, but at the same time holding the rates down, which is just a complete. Cra- craziness um so looking at all that i mean people think the fed has your back but what about this crazy inflation that we're worrying worried about you know ppi up cpi up but then you also have unemployment up you know labor labor you know more jobs you know job openings up but you know actual people being hired slowing down Retail sales slowing down, manufacturing slowing down, production slowing down. How does this weigh on consumer sentiment? Let me tell you. So, Michigan consumer expectations: seventy-seven point six versus a eighty-five point oh forecast. Last reading eighty-two point seven. We dropped down lower. Uh, Michigan consumer uh, sentiment: eighty-two point eight. Forecast was to be ninety point four. Previous reading eighty-eight point three. Current conditions from Mich- uh, University of Michigan. forecast was 99.6, previous reading 97.2. So what's changed in the economy? Is it these inflation fears or are people starting to realize that? You know, I talked to my friend Nick Prusa yesterday. I was hanging out with the guy. Uh, We went out, bought some silver for ourselves. The kid bought like 70 coins. You know, I mean, just like I I got me some, I only got one coin, but like, you know, a stack of silver, silver. So, I mean, yeah, holding physical silver is a lot different than buying paper silver, let's just say that. I mean, I, I felt so freaking amazing just after I made that purchase. But I I could go on and on and on and on and on about that. <laughs> but uh what I really want to say about that is why is you know all these current condi- these economic sentiment indicators dropping in May? Are people realizing that what the government did, it's all funny money, it's all fake. You know, we're just printing money out of thin air to, you know, throw out the economy because we shut down as a nation. Like, like I'm not here to, you know, criticize the shutdowns or anything, even though I could do a whole podcast about that. But, you know, obviously, you know, I don't, we, we don't want to live in the past, right? So the whole thing is, you got to remember, we're all stuck at home. The government shut down the economy. 
you can't just shut down the biggest economy in the world without any problems, without any consequences. I mean, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Like, I think that's a principle for economics, but it also should be a principle for life, you know? There is no such thing as a free lunch, you know? If you're going to do something, there's going to be some kind of cost that comes with that. And shutting down the economy... I'm going to fart. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, I got to let it out, though. If, if, If you shut everything down, bring everything to a halt... Okay, well, then you're going to have, like, you look at some of the readings from, like, a year ago in April, uh, you know, terrible economic readings, terrible employment numbers, yada, 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 yada. You can't just turn it all back on at once and be firing and be where you're going to be uh, higher where you were, better better off than where you were before you started the pandemic. You've shut down the largest economy in the world, and you tell me there's going to be no consequences. We're going to grow the fastest we've ever grown ever. Okay, fastest compared to what, last year where the economy was shut down at zero? I would hope that we would grow. Like, but then if you go compared to 2019, 2018, any other year, it's like the growth is not going to be, it's not going to be the same. And people are living in a freaking delusion thinking that you can just print money, fill up bank accounts with cash, funny money, the government just printed out of thin air. And have no consequences. The consequences mean the dollars and me lose it all of its value. And you know, will you see crazy inflation? That is the question. I mean, I already was going to be disinflation because the dollar is just going to lose all of its purchasing power and will become the next Venezuela, Zimbabwe. You know, inflation, disinflationary devaluation, the dollar depression is what I kind of think is coming. And you know, the market loves free money. The market loves free money. Who doesn't love free money? Like, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's just quite fascinating. Um, and so anyway, anyway, that was kind of a rant there. Uh, I just wanted to go over, you know, what's going on in the yield curve, what's going on uh, with foreign currency. Rant, tell you why I think, you know... <laughs> The economy is a lot more jacked up than people think. You know, the market may be up, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, I want to talk about, you know, the real estate bubble. And I just want to talk about, you know, commercial real estate has a huge problem. And that is workers are going to want to work at home more, you know, want to enjoy their own quality time with their family or, you know, just take some alone time. Like, I want to live my life. Like, I don't want to be tied to this job or something. I, I don't know. Like, do I feel that way? No. But... I feel like a, a, a decent amount of people in America do, and a de- a de- so if it's like tech companies, you know, why do I need the, all this office space in San Francisco? I, I saw that. Well, I just saw this article on CNBC that goes: San Francisco tech companies are sitting on record amounts of off, empty office space and are offering perks to lure tenants. You know, my dad worked for the airline pilots union, and they have this big, um, you know office space and i mean i know i know it's different i'm not I, i'm not if he's listening i don't want to say like you know these guys these pilots are not going to like go in to the office or anything but just think about it like what if someone's like you know what like I, we can just do this all all the work that we were doing for the for whatever at home we don't need this office space it's just a waste of money then no one wants it anymore no demand but you have a lot of excess supply what is that equal lower prices housing is going to collapse eventually and it's going to lead with uh 
commercial real estate because you know think about you know some of the some of the banks you know you got yeah you know JP you know Goldman Sachs you know get everyone's like oh they have the wor- harshest working conditions in the office blah 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 blah, blah. I want to go live my youngest years enjoy it, live my best life blah blah I want to do this uh, remotely or I'm just gonna quit you got like Credit Suisse you know all these banks you know people are just like I want to work at home I can do everything from home you know you got another thing you know this brings up is like travel. Why would I travel New York to LA when we can just have a virtual meeting? You know, why would I pay that airline fee? Those are things you got to factor into the economy that people just aren't. And people go, why is the government like you go? Housing prices are up like twenty um, percent year over year, maybe maybe more. I honestly should have the, the number in front of me if I'm gonna you know make these claims. But you know, we all know like the housing prices are up crazy. Okay. Well, then why is the Fed <coughs> buying mortgage-backed securities? Because if they don't buy mortgage-backed securities, there'll be a serious problem in the mortgage and housing market. It's just long-term scarring. And the federal government's trying to say, no, 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 it's okay. We're not going to let everything fail because, you know, we get, we're like, we, you know, if we fail, then we'll lose all, all of our credibility. The banks will lose all their credibility and it'll cause, you know, craziness in the streets. They don't want that. <laughs> but the, <laughs> essentially, they're just making the bubble bigger, 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 bigger. Bubble pops, you know, and it'll happen. I mean, it was supposed to happen in 2008, but what happened in 2008? The Fed started doing QE. Fed started buying mortgage-backed securities, started buying treasuries. Um, that was the, once we said, no, we're going to do QE, we're going to try to print money to save everything, that was the end of the United States. And, you know, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, 11, 12 years since then, but, you know, What's going to happen? It all leads to this end game of the bubble popping, the Fed losing control. You know, the Fed is printing money to hold, to hold interest rates down at zero so we can monetize our debt and print all this money and, you know, put in welfare programs, blah, 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 blah. But essentially, essentially, they will lo- the dollar will be so worthless that they, they have no tools anymore to use and the yields will skyrocket and will implode on debt. So that's what I see. That's what I see coming. And, you know, the, the market rallying on cheap money, rallying on, 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 you know, this, you know, the Fed, I mean, what I believe is just the Fed, the Fed, the Fed data um, with like more TV coming. Sure, 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 sure. We all love cheap money. But when the bubble bursts, there will be pain. And people, you know, when you're in a bubble, you have no idea, no idea when the market um, is going to pop. And, you know, you don't even know you're in a bubble when you're in a bubble. You know, after it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was obviously a bubble. But you don't, no one's saying that now. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're in a bubble. Then why the hell are you buying into a bubble? You know how they always end badly and with people getting hurt. And so what would I, what am I doing? It's like, okay, you're like, Max, like, what are you protecting yourself? Well, I went out and I bought silver today. Have my gold, have my commodities, my coffee. You got, you got to have some companies you like. You know, as Buffett says, you know, will this company be around in 10 years? You know, will there be a, if the, the whole world were to shut down, would this economy, would this business still be going? That's what you got to ask yourself, you know. You don't need to own freaking 50, 100 stocks. You know, you don't, I mean, I hate ETFs. Uh, you know, if there's one stock in an ETF, that's great, just buy that. But, you know, I'm not giving out financial advice here, but 
what am I doing? I'm literally just buying at dollar cost averaging SH for the next couple of years because that is going to give me a better return than the S&P 500 will. People call it crazy. Just watch. So, um, anyway, off of this rant, let's, you know, let's just get into the marketplace here. Um, I go over, uh, let's see, loan data. So, if you go just look at, look at liens, lo- lien, loans and leases and bank credit. I mean, I have this chart here. I can't show it to you guys, but you can go look it up on thefred.com. I mean, basically just loans are contracting and they've been contracting ever since, you know, May of 2020, the past year. It's like, you need an expansion of credit to grow the economy. That's not, you're not seeing that. You see consumer credit cards and other revolving plans down since, you know, the beginning of 2020. Uh, I mean, honestly down massively since March of 2020, but that would make sense because, you know, no one's going out and could use their credit card. So, okay, give it a pass. But even like when you know the economy started reopening a bit in like the summer of last year, it's going down dramatically. You know, we start to you know getting in a full reopening swing here. It's still down so dramatically from what it used to be. That is a major, major problem. You need an expansion of credit, and you're not seeing it. Real estate loans, like for multifamily uh, properties by commercial banks, those loans are going down into the real estate market. Um, you go see commercial real estate loans. Down significantly from, you know, January. Down significantly from, you know, April of 2020. No expansion of credit. How are we going to grow the economy? You know, just watch Dahlia's video, How the Economic Machine Works. You know, we're seeing contraction of credit. This is the beginning to the end. The beginning to the end. Um... That's that's why I don't get I don't get faded out by this faked out by this rally at all. I mean, I'll tell you by the end of the summer, August twenty fifth, my birthday, the market will be at least you know fifteen percent lower. Um, you know, I have a bet with my friend Chris Skokin about it too. Um, but anyway, I mean, I've done a decent amount of ranting right now. So last thing I want to talk about is you know lumber, lumber's you know driving up housing prices quite a bit, right? Um, you know, lumber's had this crazy run. You know, past six months, we're read up. 160% year-to-date, up 79%, past month, up 29%. Past week, though, down 7%. You know, you're know, you like, okay, Max, you're still up like 30% in the past month. Very, very true. But I just think it's very interesting to notice that lumber's backing off a bit. You're seeing mortgage rates go lower. You're seeing prices go higher. Market's starting to slow up a bit. One thing, too, I read a paper last week. Lumber starts to go down. That's when metals start to go into full swing. S&P market. At, you know, lumber's kind of a lagging indicator, leading indicator, I should say. Lumber starts to slow down. Equities will start to slow. So we'll be watching that over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'll be talking about that on this podcast. Just want to go over, you know, the cryptos a bit. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? I saw another guy, uh, I saw a guy on YouTube said, you know, you're not dumb. Bitcoin's going to 30K, 35K. That's where I'm swooping in. We're at 48K right now. Ethereum's at 3,800. Cardano, though, is pumping at 2.16%. Uh, Bitcoin's down 3.25%. Ethereum's down 2.5%. Cardano's up 16%. Dogecoin's down 4%. XRP down 5%. Stellar up 1%. So the whole thing is, is, you know, I love Cardano. Don't get me wrong. I think that's a great currency. Or crypto. Digital asset. Whatever you want to call it. Excuse me. But... Over, if Bitcoin collapses and goes a lot lower, you just got to realize that all the other, all the other coins are going to go down too. In my opinion, that's what I think. 
And so I know I'll be able to get all these coins at a nice price. You just got to be patient, you know. You just can't be buying into this speculative speculated bubble. And, uh, I mean, I've been ranting for a while here. You know, I, I just want to hit the gym. But, uh, you know, I just, wanted, I just want to point out what's going on in the crypto market. You know, Bitcoin's down 50, 15% over the past seven days. Ethereum's up 10%. It's like, Bitcoin is the OG. Everyone, and, you know, maybe I'm just a boomer on, on, on cryptos. And I'm like, I should be looking at Ethereum. But there's a lot of problems with Ethereum. You have to understand. And I, I just do not think it is worth $3,000. Um, I mean, crypto isn't isn't is a huge bubble, and you just have to know there's no infrastructure for it. People are not going out and spending buying groceries with Cardano. I do that with my friend Colin. We both love crypto, but mo- the majority of people are not doing that. Majority of people are not going out and buying shit in Bitcoin, okay? Not doing stuff using Ethereum to go buy groceries. You know that will happen, I think, truly down and down the road, but not today. So these prices are just way too high. Crazy, crazy bubble. Greed driven by the Fed's cheap money. Printing money out of thin air. Monetary inflation, my friends, as Milton Friedman likes to say. So enough about that. Let's get into like what happened yesterday in the marketplace. And then I'm going to call this one uh, this podcast quits. So Dow up 1%. S&P up 1.49%. Looking at the NASDAQ, though, what do you think the NASDAQ did? More QE news, you know. People are like, oh my gosh, cheap money. Let's go buy the NASDAQ. NASDAQ up 2.32%. Yields down quite a bit. Woohoo. And I mean, yield down quite a bit. That's great for my TLT, great for my gold. I'm I'm chilling. Sure, my shorts got killed, but the, my miners were up so much. And my, my uh, what's it called? And my TLT was up like almost 1%. So uh, I was chilling. But uh, yeah, looking, uh, looking at... Uh, GDX up 2.46%. We're at 37.84 now. Uh, you know, great, great rebound from these, you know, March, February lows. Gotta love that. The VIX down 18%. We're at 18.81. You know, seeing the VIX have this sharp decline is not worrisome. Be, well, it's like if you're super short, you know, trading volatility, yeah, you don't like to see that. But VIX under 20. And that could, that could cause equities to rise a little bit more. So, I'd just be monitoring that, you know, I think we see like a big rise in the VIX again, you know, we're going back to 30, but this is a pretty decisive move back down lower, um, still up for the week though, I mean, we were at 17 bucks on Monday, so interesting stuff going on there, USO up 2.05%, up 44.71%, I do want to call, I think that, you know, it's still bull market for oil, but looking at the US Baker Hughes oil rig count up about eight rigs from last week and so just you know they're adding a lot more rigs you know more drilling more supply oils coming uh pipelines coming back online dollars getting devalued 100 percent sure but i think that this amount of supply that's coming along uh especially with you know covid threats around the world i mean i say covid threats i hate saying covid threats because i don't care about it and I mean, I probably shouldn't say that on the podcast, but I mean, this one is. I don't really care. It's my podcast. I can say whatever I want. I don't care about COVID. Like, in the fact that like people are still talking about it a year after it's going on. Sure, yes, lots of people are dying in India, and I'm so sorry. My prayers go out to them. I, I hope that sounds sincere. If it didn't, like, I, I truly, I truly do pray for those people. It was like it, it, it's a really bad situation. The demand, if there's a lot of problems and, you know, India has to shut down, you know, you got Boris Johnson saying it's spreading in, it's like the most transmissible version of the virus, you know, and it might be in the UK. If it is, the UK shuts down again, you're back at square one. 
an excess supply of oil is not what you want right now, especially if you're long it. And it, who cares? You can get oil at a discount. And if you're a hodler, then you just hodl. But I just want to point that out. XLF, a point, 1.58%. <sighs> but I thought you just buy banks when yields are going up. Yields are going down. Why am I buying the banks? Yeah, the markets are rebounding, but, you know. It's just funny to see everyone's you know thesis change. The markets are not behaving like they should. XLF big banks up one point five eight percent. XLK up two point two. You expect that with yields going lower. And, you know this QE announcement will not. You didn't even get a QE announcement from the Fed. But uh, if you watch the news and look at data, you you know what's going on. TLT up ninety four basis points. Energy up three point one percent. Tesla up three point one six. You know you're expecting these high flying growth stocks to have good. Uh, good uh, numbers for today. MJ up to uh, 2.55%. Corn under 20 bucks getting killed yet again. Um, possible buying opportunity if you're if you like corn. But I've watched a guy talk about how corn, wheat, and soybeans, it's a no-brainer trade to get out of them right now because, you know, it's like a seasonal trade. You know, you buy corn, wheat, and soybeans in the spring and, you know, as you're getting ready for like peaks out in su- June, you know, because, you know, that's summer months. And then, you know, winter starts to come on and you can't you're done harvesting, all that stuff. And so the prices naturally go lower. Makes sense. However, I think with inflation and, you know, the devaluation of the dollar, you might get some different results. Nonetheless, corn down 2.7%. Soybeans up 34 basis points. Wheat up down 22 pips. Silver up 1.19%. Gold up 91 basis points. I mean, you got to love to see that out of the metals um you know how i feel about these things we're going you know gold three to five thousand dollars next couple of years silver at least 60 bucks um these are like my biggest core holdings my biggest <laughs> longs and my biggest trades protecting myself uh against the worthless dollar and safety against you know market market hazard paved biden's infrastructure index up 1.21 percent Arc Fintech up 3.48%. You know, Kathy Wood stocks me high flying today. Uh, Cop X up 21 basis points, which is copper ETF. So, copper flat of the day. People saying copper is just in the new oil. Maybe true. Maybe true. Uh, Riot Blockchain up 17%. You know, gotta love to see that. Um, but, you know, it's been getting hit hard. I think, you know, when, when, Bit- when Bitcoin goes lower, uh, a lot lower, you know, 35K. I will be scooping up a heck of a riot. So uh, just had to point that out. J.O., the beast, the dog, um, you know, taking a little cooler here. Cool off, uh, down 1.67%. No worries, we just huddle. Uh, GameStop, after that massive upside day, um, up 2.78%, 159.92. I don't need to even give these, give these names time right now. It's like 7 a.m., like I say the same thing about them every day. Like, <laughs> cool, cool. Like if you the squeeze is on, whatever. AMC up one point six four percent. We're at twelve bucks. Cool beans there. Um, emerging markets up one point eight one percent. I mean, what did the dollar do today? The dollar on the day, if I can find the UUP, was down forty one basis points. Exactly. You see the yields going down quite a bit. You see this all this like. You know, it's you know getting a little leaked. The Fed's doing a little bit more QE. You're gonna expect the emerging markets to be up because the dollar's worthless. Um, LQD corporate bonds. The Treasuries did great. Corporate bonds did made great. Up 54 bips. High yield bonds. You know, moving with corporates up 32 basis points. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to own a high yield bond, but uh, cool. Nasdaq up 2.32 percent. Russell 2K doing the best. Up 2.46 percent. 
QE, Main Street, Russell up, uh, you know, reopening. I even talk about you don't have to wear your mask outside. I didn't even talk about that on the podcast because it's like, bum. The government can't. I, I I mean, like, yeah, that's. I'm just gonna get political, so let's not talk. Go there. Silver up three point five eight percent. Cool beans. Gotta love to see that silver miners just cranking today. Um, then you got. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at this mortgage-backed security ETF. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, regional banks up 1.76%. Like, look at the real yields. Look at the yield curve. Yields going down. Sorry. Why Why are the regional banks getting bought? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. You know? It's, 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 uh, it's quite confusing. The narrative changes every single every single day. Based on what the media wants to tell you. And if you're convicted, you know you know rates are going lower. You know they can't go much higher. It's like, why, 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 why would I buy these banks? Especially the regional banks who are going to be affected by this, you know, when the eviction uh, ban gets lifted. Which it's going to be, be lifted soon. You know, you don't forget we have the whole debt ceiling issue coming up at the end, end of July here. You know, it's still months away. But there's a lot of headwinds that no one's even thinking about. All you hear is, oh my gosh, growth, 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 growth. Buy buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. Fake, 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 fake is all I say. Uh, Uranium up 3.21%. Dollar got killed. Commodity's going to be up. Um, So let's just go into uh, Bill Huang stocks and then I'm going to call it a day here. So you got... Baidu up 3.85%, JD.com up 1.67%, Discovery up 1.19%, Vipshop up 5%, IQIY up 4.22%, Viacom up 1%. What am I going to say? Look at, you know, the, the, all these QE announcements, like the whole market's up. These are text, Chinese tech stocks. It's like, whole, whole market's up, NASDAQ's up. You're going to expect them to have a decent rebound. Looking at ARKK, Kathy Wood's fund. Up 4.86%. Cool. Whole market's up. Yields are down. You'd expect that kind of move. Uh, Coinbase is at 258.37, down 2%, off of just some insane, insane uh, earnings numbers and results. I mean, I think that if you're not, if you're not buy, if you're a long-term holder, um, I mean, if you're, if you're a believer in cryptocurrency, you, you Coinbase is a must, uh, must hold it. You must own it. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm going to wrap this thing up here. Got to hit a lick on the gym, so without further ado, I mean, yeah, guys, thanks for listening, but my whole, all I want to say is, you're, it's like a stag, stagflation, devaluation of the currency, disconnect from reality going on right now. Where do we move from here? Next week's going to be interesting. You got Fedman's coming out. They're going to talk about possibly raising rates, possibly tapering. They can't. They can't and they will not. They're going to say we're committed to our goals. And if and if they do say they're going to raise rates, then the market is going to get killed. And they won't let that happen. So, um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Have a, have a great weekend.